Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to this very impromptu FYP space following the contract signing of uh, Michael Elise with a new contract, uh, which is just incredible news, isn't it? Um, We're going to hopefully have a few of the pod team jumping on. Let me just see if I can get someone, some of them uh, rabble roused. Give me one second. See if we've got any speakers. Uh, Jack, here we are. Let's get you involved. Uh, right, hold on a second. Jack, are you in? Jack, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes. Rob. Hello. Awesome. Hello. Right. Okay. That was the uh, that Instagram. That was a, a parish bomb, wasn't it? Really, in the, in the <laughs> scheme of things, no one expected it, and. There's a picture of him and Michael Elise looking kind of as Riley happy as he can be, uh, just delighted at signing a new contract. Four years. What is going on? What are your thoughts? Well, it's just incredible news. I think um, almost every Palace fan have made their peace with the fact that we've seen the last of Michael Elise, and we we talked to the midweek pod this week about how sad that was because we wanted him to keep, but uh, sorry, wanted him to stay and. It seems all the Chelsea talk has maybe been a bit of a smokescreen and, and the club have been working. I've just listened to Roy um, in his press conference and he's congratulated Steve Parrish and, and Dougie Friedman for the work they've done. Yeah, it's, uh, I think... So it's, it's clearly been in, in the works in the background and I, I guess the key is that Michael Elise has now agreed to it and, and that's, the, that's what's got us here. So I'm delighted. Apparently he's been offered um, a significant pay rise. Um, Miguel Delaney who I don't necessarily trust all the time, but he said that it's going to be 100k a week now. So 
I guess elements of the Wilf offer have now been moved elsewhere and, and rightly so. Delighted with the news. It's just an incredible um, twist in what we all thought was a foregone conclusion, really, isn't it? You know, we looked at uh, Elise as someone who was on his way out. We kind of all accepted, you know, this guy is going to move on to bigger things. And uh, Crystal Palace are, in the grand scheme of things, a bit of a stepping stone. Um, and and, and I, I'd kind of come to terms with that. I, I thought... Right, there's no more Wilf. He's gone. That's done. I'm gutted about Elise. But this is just, it's, it's what a move by Steve Parrish. I mean, it's like a new signing, isn't it, Jack? Absolutely. I'd probably say it's better than a new signing because we, we know that he can do it. Um, there, there's no doubt as to his quality. And uh, as soon as he's back fit, he'll be back in the starting 11 and, and making us a better team because. I've got high hopes for him this season. I was, you know, I think that probably tempered somewhat by the injury that he's coming into the season with. But um, I think he could have one hell of a season, and uh, I'm just delighted. I think it's absolutely brilliant, and you know, the the grief and abuse that's been put in Steve Parrish's direction over the last, you know, week, particularly the last few days since this news in particular has broken, has been utterly ridiculous. To, to see have uh, see him have his moment is is brilliant. Yeah, and I mean, it also kind of maybe draws a close to some of this uh this clause business that's been talked about the 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 you know contract clause uh, has been i think the trending term for crystal palace fans for the last three weeks since the story broke about elise possibly leaving for chelsea um but it, it it seems you would expect that maybe there is still a clause of some sort but with potentially a much higher fee um i don't know yeah, you, you think the way his uh, representatives have operated previously that there will be a clause of some some form, but yeah, you, you have to imagine for the you know significant pay bump that Palace have offered him, you know Palace will be protecting themselves in the increase of of the clause. God knows what that is, but you'd hope beyond the fifty million that was talked about with David Ornstein this time last year, we're hoping we're probably talking maybe sixty million plus. But that's, that's pure conjecture. I have absolutely no idea, but. Yeah, you you would think if Palace had invested in his wages, then they would have protected themselves as well with a with a much higher clause. I think um, it, it's very interesting. Steve, uh, sorry, Roy Hodgson's doing his press conference at the moment, and uh, he said that we're very fortunate here. Uh, we have two people, Steve and Dougie, who fully understand what Palace is and Palace need to be in the future, while constantly trying to improve the team. Um, this is a guy who, for the last couple of weeks, has talked about the need for recruits. Um, I think. The impression I got from what I'd been told was that Roy had kind of con- uh, had done what we did and accepted that perhaps Elise would be leaving. Um, but that just isn't the case now. And so um, it reduces the need for more attacking signings by one. Um, I think we're going to need at least another two potentially. But what, what does it also talk about Palace's ambitions really in the grand scheme of things? The fact that I don't think it's actually, I'm going to say this, I don't think it is a, um, I don't think it's a, a, an ambitious move to go to Chelsea at the moment. And I, I mean that in the sense that for a lot of footballers, sure, if you want to earn a lot of money while you're either sitting on the bench or playing in the greater 25-man team, then yeah, that's a great opportunity. But really, if you want to play football and develop and become a better player as a result, staying at a club like Crystal Palace is actually a better choice, isn't it? Well, he's certainly going to get more minutes this season than you would expect him to get at Chelsea. Um, you're right, Chelsea are at a bit of an uncertain point. 
um, at the moment with the new manager and the incredible transfer incomings and outgoings that are occurring there. So I think, um, yeah, in, in that sense, it's better for his development. A move to Chelsea might suit him at some stage in his career, but I think Michael Lisa having another season of Premier League football will, will just kind of amplify his talents, and I think he'll he'll you know be all the better for it. I think what it says about Palace's ambitions is they've been able to convince him that it's worth Michael Lisa investing more time at Palace to perhaps further his career in the long term, and that benefits us in the short term and, and secures his value for Palace. So it's it, it's a win-win for Palace in the sense we get him for a bit longer, but. We also are going to maybe benefit more financially moving forward too, and, and maybe get closer to the value that Palace fans associate with Michael Lise right now. There's also something really very beautiful about seeing these transfer aggregator accounts and these transfer journalists, you know, transfer specialist journalists who have for the last same time basically just said it's just a matter of time until Michael Elise moves. It's everything's agreed. He's agreed personal terms. That's great. He's, you know, he's he's going all it all all that now needs to happen is for a fee to be agreed, and it's just been blown out of the water. All of that has just been blown completely out of the water, and and Steve Paris has pulled people's pants down here, hasn't he? <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if I'd put it that way, but he 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 Steve Paris seems to be very clever at working the media when he needs the media to work in line with him. You know, he was very prominent at the European Super League stuff, so when he wants to be in cahoots with the media he is but when he wants to get on with his own business and keep it private he certainly has the ability to do so i mean fabrizio romano obviously very renowned for what he does but you know i'm not sure he's as hot on things as he may have the reputation for but david ornstein doesn't typically go public with deals unless they're pretty much done and he did with this one so um you know i think he stated the deal or maybe maybe it's clever wording from him that chelsea had met the clause but you know, as, as we sit here now, that clearly didn't mean anything in that Michael Elise was obliged to sign for Chelsea at the meeting of that clause and has instead actually extended his terms with Palace. Yeah, he's uh, he's going to be out for um, quite a little bit longer, according to uh, Roy Hodgson. He says he's not not back for a while yet because of the severity of the injury. Um, but yeah, um, we're, we're hoping to get Dom Fifield on shortly as well, who can cover both Chelsea's angle and uh, Palace's angle, hopefully. Um, Don't give him grief no, no, before no, he's even I, joined. I, he, hey, he's, he's a guest <laughs> on the Chelsea podcast on a regular basis. So um, it'll be interesting to hear he what, is, he what is. his, uh, his the, the people on that, that um, what is it, view from the, no, I don't know. What is it, view from the shed end, something like that? Something about Cobham. <laughs> yeah, know. that's it, Cobham. Um, but yeah, it's just, it is just, it's going to be such a lift. And also with all the, the, the reality is right with there's so much difficult palace news that's been happening in the last week since, since the Sheffield United game, really with the potential mm. for, um, you know, uh, Decore going to Liverpool possibly. Um, and then there was talk of uh, Eze and being linked to Spurs, which I don't think is entirely Realistic prospect, but there we go. Um, and then also, uh, you know, just the Elise story just rumbling on. Um, but with the with the home game coming up on Monday, Monday night, um, it is just going to give Palace fans a lift, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, it certainly changes the, the mood around the club. I think, um, yeah, the, the last few days, particularly on social media, has been pretty difficult. I mean, we, when we did the midweek pod, um, we did actually toy with the idea of starting the podcast with the Michael Elise news but you know felt we really needed to ram home the the positive that we did actually start the season with a win so it's not all terrible um 
but what, what this does with, with Michael Lisa, I take on your point, Rob, that he's not going to be fit for a couple of months still, but what it does is, is mean that any finance that maybe have been associated with buying somebody to replace him in the squad will be going elsewhere to the other parts of the squad that need um, adding to. So it, it probably simplifies Dougie Friedman's job between now and the end of August, um, which is another positive because more money can be focused in other areas of the squad that, that we need to add. And that might be a central striker. That might be a fullback, one side or the other. It looks like the Lewis Hall deal is is done. And, and Edmund Bratt, who joined us on Tuesday, did say that things are moving with that one. He was still quite confident it was going to happen. But I think what's changed here is that Newcastle have actually come to the table with a sizable cash offer. Um, I don't think we need to get into how Chelsea have handled the contract negotiation with one of their own players, but it doesn't look particularly great. Um, and, and Palace are you know, not going to get Lewis Hall, which is something we all thought we were two weeks ago, but that deal looks like it's dead. So that means there's still two loan places in the squad as well, which, which could be utilised. So I, I just think this news completely turns the atmosphere on its head and, and hopefully we, we go into Monday night very excited for that game, but then the rest of August is also positive in, in terms of additions coming in as well. Yeah, exactly. I think it's We've still got two weeks of the transfer window left, I think, or near near about two weeks. Yeah, um, there are necessities. Yeah. This doesn't make it. You know, it doesn't sugarcoat the, the the issues and the urgency of other other positions needing recruitment. Um, but it is it is a, a positive step, really, and it, it's just such a shock. Like it is really a, a massive surprise. Um, and uh, we've got Don Fifield. As a listener, I've just invited him as a speaker. Wonderful. So um, Wonderful. we'll have him on hopefully any moment. There he is, Dom. Hello. Hello. How are you reacting to this news, Dominic Fyfield? Uh, I'm I'm over the moon. I think it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But I know I know this is about this is very much about a palace perspective, and everybody will be jumping up and down with joy that Elise's committed to a new contract, etc. But I actually think this is important for the Premier League. Um, Chelsea spending in in recent weeks has been remarkable. If you're a Chelsea fan, it's been magnificent, obviously. And they would argue, Chelsea supporters would argue that it's it's been required this this revamp of their squad to make them competitive again. But I'd use a different word <laughs> to be honest. I, I think it's 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 baffling how they're how they're doing this. And I mean, on Monday and Tuesday alone this week, I think they spent £160 million on two players or committed to spending that over a period of time. Um, always with the the threat of adding Elise to, to their ranks as well. Um, and so, so to see them, I, look, I don't, I suspect there's, I suspect there's a, they will, Chelsea will be briefing stuff later this afternoon, I imagine, to explain why this has happened. Um, and that they, a player that they thought they'd secured they thought they triggered a, a release fee in his exi- pre, previous contract. They thought they'd done that. They clearly hadn't, or Palace would argue that they hadn't. Um, but I think it's, 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 it's brilliant almost to see them with a bloody nose on this and that, that actually the clubs who are mid-table clubs, established Premier League teams, but mid, mid, mid-table sides can still convince players that by offering them game time, by offering them an integral role in a team and playing every week, they can retain their top talent. Uh, I, I think it's magnificent uh, that Palace have done this. Absolutely brilliant. And let's hope that... Let's, let's really enjoy Michael Lise this season when, when he's fit and up and about running again. Um, and, yeah, really get behind him because it's, it's great that he's sticking about. 
what does it what do you think it says to those who would have suggested that maybe um the reason Elise wanted to leave w- would have wanted to leave is because of a lack of I wouldn't even say ambition but you know just oh you know working for I don't think it was anything like that I, I mean look I, there is a, there is something happening at Chelsea at the moment they were recruiting an awful lot of young players and their their future is going to be quite quite bright so I mean you just have to see who they've added to their to their ranks this summer so I can see the appeal you're far more likely to win something at Chelsea, even this Chelsea, than at Crystal Palace. That is the reality of it. And yeah. if, if Michael Elise has been very, very strategic, he and his representative have been very, very strategic in all their moves, uh, in getting the, the original release clause inserted into his, his, his Reading contract so that he could make the step up to the Premier League. Um, seeing Palace as a platform to establish a reputation at, at, the, at the top level and then a springboard to, to bigger things and look Chelsea I know they finished Have we lost Tom? Or have we lost me? <laughs> Dom? You're still, you're still coming through you're still right. coming through Bob <laughs> Okay that's, that's a relief in some ways um, Dom's probably out and about in the Surrey Hills somewhere uh, enjoying a, 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 a stroll Taking in the fresh air from all the hard news that we've just been dealing with. Um, yeah, it's been so hard leaving. Hello, Dom. Sorry, oh, we lost you for a moment. Oh, apologies. Um, Selzy was actually ringing me, so that's probably why. <laughs> of course, he was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it is. It is. It, 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 it is. It's brilliant. Yeah, it is really brilliant news. It's just it. It, it kind of goes against. I thought it was really interesting that Steve Parrish during the you know. I think he talked in the interviews that he did with Gary Neville and with um, uh, Jake um, that he, he basically said that there's a problem with imbalance in, in football. And, and, and it's really interesting that this is kind of, it's just a, a single punch. It's one punch um, in the face of, of, of a giant, really. And Chelsea are acting and, and behaving in a way that is, you know, it's, it's, it's basically like someone who's just won the lottery and they're just going out and spending lots of money on, on every, everything and anything. Um, and it doesn't. It, it, well, it, there's a plan, but it doesn't feel to an exterior. It doesn't really feel like a plan. But but what are your thoughts, Tom? Sorry, gone. No, no. That's, there is a plan there. there. There is a plan. They're they're investing in young players for the future. Very very good, talented players for the future. Michael Issa is 21 with big ambitions and a, and and a fantastic season and a half in the Premier League behind him. So he would fit into that plan. Plus, he was available for a bargain if you triggered the, the clause correctly Right. Um, while that clause existed. So, I mean, th- th- there's a logic for them. Th- th- there was a completely a plan in, in place in that. I'm just surprised that they didn't try and trigger it earlier in the summer. Um, um, but, you know, that, that's done now. Let's forget about that. I don't know whether the New Deal has got a clause in it. Um, we should also remember that that Moises Caicedo signed a new long-term contract at Brighton in January and has been sold in the subsequent window. I think what this does more than anything with Crystal Palace is is ensure that they get market value for him when they eventually do sell him. And we, we, we not, can't kid ourselves. It's not as if... Uh, it would take something absolutely remarkable for Michael Lise to, to, to stay you know, long, long-term at Crystal Palace Football Club. But that's, this is the model. This is what they want to do. They buy young players, they develop them, they get the best out of them, and then they move them on at a massive, massive fee. They want to do what Brighton are doing. And Brighton do it fantastically well. Hopefully Palace will in future. And this, this protects them from losing a player for peanuts. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, Roy Hodgson's uh, 
provided more comments. He said, Elise feels like a new signing. That is, uh, that's, it, 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 it does feel like that. To me, it feels like a massive signing. Um, and he says it's a massive surprise. He didn't know exactly when the meeting took place and it came as a big surprise after training. Um, he said they can, br- they can spring as many surprises on me as they like. I don't care when they do it. So he's fully supportive of this of this of course he would be he's he's the the currently along with SA he's the most talented player in the palace squad so in terms of an attacking sense at least um but it is just such a massive surprise uh and it just feels like a it feels like a coup which is crazy given that he's a it, palace player. it's a late birthday it, it's a late birthday present for roy actually that's what it that's is it. it's uh it, it's all been planned the whole time i i think that that's absolutely nailed it there rob but you know roy likely has one season as manager and probably can't believe his luck that he's got you know one of his two best players still at the club when he you know as you said earlier made his piece that he wasn't going to be here so he he probably can't believe it um and yeah i'm i'm i just <laughs> i've just got to flick through twitter and the the disbelief um of palace fans is is just quite incredible really that that this has been done i think part of that is the the nature in believing as as you would do with most the uh, stories that are broken by Fabrizio Romano and um, and David Ornstein, but as Dom's just said, you know it could be that you know that Chelsea was a very attractive proposition, but it may be that that Steve Parrish and Dougie Friedman have just been able to kind of highlight the positives of maybe one more season. As Dom says, that you know it's a four-year contract, but I, I don't think anyone listening to this thinks that we're going to have Michael Elise in four years' time. But it, it could be the next twelve months is is what's being talked about, and he's going to be handsomely paid for the next twelve months at the very least. And, Palace will earn a little bit more money than, well, not a little bit more money, but significantly more than we might have done if, if the deal had gone through this week. We have to also look at some of the subtleties of the stories that were written earlier this week. I don't know about Fabrizio. I can only talk for the, the David Ornstein's copy at the, on the Athletic, but it, it was very much it's believed that the, the, the clause has been triggered. And if you read the story, you could see where that which side had briefed the story or we could see which side had that had it, it was weighted towards let's put it like that i don't think any i don't think palace have commented at all on this at all up no. to this moment no nothing um and read your own i mean read into that what you will basically it's i don't think this was ever going to be a, a simple deal to do despite the fact that the the, that the clause existed um and i know that's rich coming from somebody from the athletic, etc. Um, and 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 uh, you know there is a history there, obviously, with this bloody clause. Um, but I mean, it was it wasn't a, a simple procedure, a simple mechanism to trigger. It just simply wasn't that. It, it's 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 difficult to. It's not. It's not even my place to to explain it. It's uh, it's. I'm, I'm so glad that it that, that, that it, it appears that it wasn't triggered. I, I, want, I wonder whether Chelsea might still argue that it was, in which case this may rumble on for, for a bit disconcertingly in the background for a while. But you know, is, is it not just Michael Lee? I mean, that's it. He signed a contract, yeah. so at this stage, it, that was his decision, and and so you know, there's no duress there. Yeah, and in the same way that if Michael Lee wanted to leave, there was no way that Crystal Palace would really have wanted him around. Now that Chelsea have seen that Michael Lee have signed a new contract to Crystal Palace, presumably they now. Move on and look for somebody I, else to. I see to on that forty-five. Yeah, I see on that that note that um, Brendan Johnson is is being linked with with them now. So they, it seems like they have moved on. Um, but it's just, it, I'm I'm just astounded by it. It's just, it's astonishing news. The, the the story about the 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 release clause is interesting, and the fact that you know 
from what the, the the implication from you is that that Palace believed perhaps that there wasn't actually a clause or that it hadn't been triggered in the way that it needed to be. Chelsea obviously uh, have been briefing as much as they can. There was a clause, but right. Uh, look, I think we should move on from the clause. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, that was Michael for bringing it up. But... Can I ask you, Dom, just in terms of the con? Obviously, working with Michael Lise has been someone that's been on the club's agenda pretty much since the end of his first season. Do you, do you think the the club have been continuing those chats throughout last season, or do you think they've just made a really concerted effort in the last you know month or so with with clubs being very interested in Michael Lise? Look, I think Palace have been working hard on convincing Michael Elise to commit beyond that existing contract for a long, long time. Um, I mean, go back to, we wrote at The Athletic, uh, I think it was, I want to say last autumn. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, that Palace had opened talks about. But I, look, I, I think there's been a fairly constant dialogue with it. There's... You know, I mean, it's it's not easy, it's not difficult to see the strategy here. Why Michael Lisi came to Palace again? We're going back to that platform to perform on, to 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 establish a reputation, to to show what he can do with regular game time, and then he steps up, and that's that's been the strategy with with all of Palace's brilliant signings over the last two three years, if you count Eze in there as well. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a fine, it's a fine strategy and the right strategy for a club of our size. It's not been an easy summer. Because that strategy, by definition, means that you will lose good quality players, albeit hopefully for good prices, and then you reinvest that money in to, to replenish the, the stock. But what that what you don't want to happen is too many leaving at once. So when, when Zaha left, that's the end almost of an era, um, you, you, they didn't want to lose Elise this summer as well, because that's two of those three you know, gems in the attacking ranks going in the same summer so they've they've warded that off you know the, the next thing to do obviously is to try and convince Eberichieza to sign a similar deal because I think he's got two years left on his contract they'll, they'll want to do that next and uh, it's but I mean I think this sets a it sets the bar doesn't it it sets it's 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 brilliant that they've been able to do this absolutely brilliant uh we've got podcast Andy Bell uh who uh is is, is able to join us are you, are you there Andy May. Yeah, good. Uh, that was, uh, in, in boxing terminology, a, a knockout blow, wasn't it? <laughs> ah, superb. Superb. No one saw that coming, did they? That's a 12th round knockout right there. Really, really pleased. Yeah, we all... I mean, I'd started to, Go on. Started to come to terms with the fact that, that it was over and we would be seeing him holding up that shirt. In the, in the next day or two. So really happy to see this one come off. I think when, when I listen to, um, when I've listened to the last few podcasts, uh, the FYP ones, there has been just this morose sense of sadness that, that this might be a sale too soon. I think with um, the, the feeling with Elise was that he should have stayed at least one more season. And that was the thing that really upset me as, as especially, but I think it, it just felt that way for everybody that, that it almost felt just a little bit too early as a, as a, a departure but it's yeah it's just great news couldn't agree more mate i uh actually just been contacted by a chelsea friend of mine saying oh well you know you said it was too early so you know we're not that bothered anyway right yeah of course mate. yeah they don't yeah. they don't know so no, over the moon. they don't know what they're missing out on um Tom, what, what do you think of the, the, the steve parish deserves a huge amount of credit for doing this on the kind of on the sly we haven't really 
we've not seen Palace comment or do any kind of, you know, be involved in any of this. But but the 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 background work that's clearly gone into this has been is worthy of credit, isn't it? No, absolutely, absolutely, it's it's worthy of credit, and and it, you know he's it's critical to the, to the season because it, because we've got two weeks of the window left, and had Elise left. That, that's a that's a huge huge hole to fill. So in 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 the in the team in the squad whatever, there's still work to be done. I think I, I think I caught some of the the original chat that you were having before I joined the conversation. I mean they, obviously that there's still work to be done in the market, and presumably now Lewis Hall is not going to be coming to Palace because I can't imagine relations between the two clubs are particularly happy at the moment. Um, but but yeah, it's a, it's a massive fill up, and 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 it's. Yeah, testament to to Steve, to to Dougie, and and all of those guys who have behind the scenes who have have worked their socks off to to convince Michael and to convince his agent that that Chelsea wasn't the right move for him, and that that Palace will offer him that you know that chance to excel again. And and I mean, I see, I see, I see. There are now suggestions out there um, that there is a, a new sort of minimum. Fee that would be required to to sign Michael Elise in, in this new deal. That's a suggestion on some of the. I think Secret Scouts just put that out. Um, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. But it'll be a lot higher than thirty five million pounds. It's below that. Yeah, it's um, it really is. Um, it, 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 there's just there are a lot of questions that we're not going to have answered. You know, we, we don't know how long this has been going on for. How long they've been talking about a new contract. Um, when it was all agreed, it seems that that Roy suggested it was it was yes uh, this this morning that they that he've he he've heard the news. Um, but it also just a reminder that 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 the Palace don't do things in the public eye that much. When it comes to the, I think the Francis signing was a bit unusual because it seemed that 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 had been very public. Um, but Palace tend to move in the shadows a little bit when it comes to transfer dealings, and and in this case, it, they shocked us all. Well, Rob, you you commonly tell us that the um, and rightly correctly, absolutely correctly, but the club don't typically uh, announce contract extensions, uh, and I'm glad they they broke with that policy this afternoon because I think it's uh, it's made everyone's afternoon and made everyone's week and just brightens the whole place up. But um, I, I think it's we mentioned earlier just that kind of use of the media. It, you know, Steve Parrish has clearly been able to kind of use the media in any way that he wants in in this sense in in terms of catching everybody by such a surprise so yeah. um yeah. is that a use of the media i'm not sure if they've used well, the media no, I don't know. sorry as i was saying the media, Dom. The media. But, it, <laughs> but just in terms of how open some transfer dealings are and how contract negotiations do seem to be talked out in in the media and i know the media encompasses so many things now but um i i, I don't i just haven't i don't recall a, a transfer dealing or a contract extension catching so many people by by surprise, I guess is what I'm, I'm trying to get at. The last one was probably Wilfred Zaha's second one, wasn't it? And yeah. similar, it's announced in very similar circumstances. Yes, yeah, not not on a key side though in in Mallorca. This one, this one looks like it's at the training ground. I mean, Jack, you might be able to argue that actually Elise's guys have used the media really cleverly here to renegotiate a new four-year contract for Elise. So there yeah. might be more to this than meets the eye, anyway. Yeah. That's it. It's um, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks now. Um, do you, Dom? Do you? Th- I'm I'm assuming that there are lots of irons in the fire for Palace. Um, but this is just this is just one massive massive deal that that we that no one expected. It's just yeah, I I can't believe it. But what do, what do you think? Are we are we looking at a striker maybe or a, a, another winger coming in? 
I think I think it probably makes Palace more attractive that knowing that you're going to be playing alongside Elise and Ezra in the season ahead once once Elise's recovered from his hamstring problem. Yeah, they will still look at the squad and, and realize that it lacks depth in some areas. Um, so so yeah, the expect additions. You know, striker would be would be brilliant to to add competition for Odson Edouard because there's got to be a chance that Jean Philippe Mateta leaves um, before the deadline. Um, <laughs> There will be other areas of the team that need strengthening. I mean, you, you could argue at fullback as well. Goalkeepers have a massive issue with given Vicente Gaita's situation. I, I anticipate a goalkeeper coming in as well. But look, there's there's plenty to do there. But you know, you are joining now a, a team that's retained two of its star, two of its three star attacking players from last season. Um, so you, you you're, you're joining a much more buoyant and upbeat squad I'd imagine um, so fingers crossed that, that that gets done and and adds to adds to the attractiveness of, of joining Crystal Palace the attraction rather of joining Crystal Palace for in what remains of the window indeed and we've got a, a game against Arsenal to look forward to uh, on Monday um, I, I'm sure there's going to be there's actually not going to be another podcast before then so and I think the previews have been done on the previous podcast haven't they Jack so <laughs> there's not much else to talk about really um, just just a, a great celebration today. Uh, it just feels like such a positive news day. Um, and it's there's just so much to be happy about when it comes to Elise. We won't see him for at least, I imagine, six to eight weeks, maybe more than that. Um, I think I think Selzy suggested it might be the first, uh, after the first international break, um, that we could see Elise returning to the side. But yeah, Elise is going to be playing for Palace for the next season. That is, it's just, what a shock. And um, should we just call it quits there? Am, am I done? Can you hear me? <laughs> I, I, no, I, I, I think we've said it all. Okay. Up. I think um, I think we've we've encapsulated the the excitement that there is, and um, yeah. And if anyone does want to go back and listen to this week's FYP, they can skip over part two, which was effectively the the goodbye to Michael Elise <laughs> now. So that, uh, <laughs> that's the good thing. Uh, but yeah, great great day, and um, delighted he's going to be wearing red and blue for. At least the season forthcoming, and then we'll we'll have all this drama again next summer, no doubt. And as usual, uh, on Monday, I will be recording the pod extra. Uh, I should be on with Selzy, so I'm sure he's got some views about the Elise signing and everything else that happens in that match. Uh, if you're not a patron, please do consider signing up. Um, there's lots of chat like this. If you enjoyed it, then uh, thank you. And um, yeah, have a great rest of the day. Uh, Palace should get some some third kits on sale and put Elisa on the back, and they'll they'll sell like hotcakes, won't they? So, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Have a really good time. Celebrate Palace's uh, success in keeping one of their best players. And uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes on Monday. Have a good one, guys. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.